0: This is the Financial Coconut Podcast, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Chief Financial Coconut. Every Wednesday, you'll be chilling with me and my guests, who are some of the quirkiest, geekiest people we can find on the internet about how they do money and life. Sit back, relax, we are a few days away from the weekend. Welcome to Chills with TFC.
1: That, that's a max of 80,000 dollars of relief. Yes. On that point also, so for moms, working moms, maybe I can share also. When you have working mother's child relief, if you have a few kids, you're a high-income mom, mm. you will realize you hit the 80,000 tax relief very easily. Very quickly, yeah. And make sure again, you have transferred the child relief to your other half. So that's something to note. Go and do all this tidying up, especially when you're earning lesser, these weren't a problem, but now, these are left on the table. So another tip, go check on your own taxes, see whether you can optimize with your other half.
0: Welcome to Chills with TFC, where we sit down with the geekiest, quirkiest individuals to learn about how they do money and life. I'm your host Reggie, a.k.a. Yorji Financial Coconut, and today we continue on the theme of retirement, but with an astute parent, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Josh from the Astute Parent is finally on the show. He runs a very big YouTube channel. Many of you probably would have already heard from him. But I finally got him on the show to talk about everything. The big and small things of what he's doing for himself, for his family, and even for broader society, which is really cool. So just imagine we went on the whole suite, right? So from tax relief to SRS to investing to retiring early and even giving your kid a financial head start. I just want to get his comments, his ideas, his strategies, everything into one episode because I know that all these things are what you coconuts care about. And of course, it is year-end, it is tech season, so optimize yourself and all that jazz.
2: This is Chill Swift TFC. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away.
0: Uh, start by introducing yourself for everybody that don't know you.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm, I'm Josh. I run two YouTube channels on finance. And actually, a side story. I started doing YouTubing to really share more investing and personal financial tips because my key work is in financial advisory. Oh. So I meet customers. I want to acquire customers. And I thought, hey, social media is a way to get to know people. And this journey has been four years. So now I run two YouTube channels, not only just to find customers, but I really to educate each and everyone that can listen in and benefit a bit. So happy to be here, Reggie.
0: Yeah, fi- finally, I actually tried <laughs> to cuss you for a
1: while. <laughs> <laughs> hiding.
0: Uh, I I was like, Josh, come lah. It's like no lie. Your segment talk very long, la. very tiring, <laughs> la, right. So finally, finally, you're yes, here. Yes, so we so, have to
1: make it engaging so it doesn't seem very of long. Of course, huh? of course, that's that's all we have to do, right? So
0: so maybe for a start, right? Uh, I think your channel is the astute parent, right? Yes. So I want to ask, like, what's the definition? What is
1: an astute parent? Hmm. Actually, you no, know, it's like finding a name for companies, like giving a name to a kid it's always mm. so hard you want the name to embody everything good about it so when I talk about finance channel finance website astute seems like you know savviness mm. right? very atas, uh, right very, atas this right? very atas yes. and parent portion comes in because you know at the start the advice is usually find a niche mm. find a niche put your foot there and then you start to broaden mm. so that's why parenting is what I thought I would have a niche in mm. so of course the journey where, where we start is not necessary where we develop i think that's also an important point to note also mm. and more nowadays more i touch on investing yeah general personal financial tips rather than how to save money as a parent
0: yeah yeah fair 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 so so just for clarity's sake mm. you have young kids oh yeah you are the middle uh, the sandwich generation <laughs> you're the typical type of that you know that profile right yes yes yeah. so
1: i i can understand the pains of raising a family hopefully that resonates with audiences also. Mm, Because when we are walking the same journey, sometimes some of the the things we go through are very unique. Mm. And when you hear from someone in the same position, you find that relief. Yeah. You're not alone. Yeah. Are there some things you didn't think of and that makes your journey a bit better?
0: Yeah, yeah. So so if people feel more connected, you know, with what you share. Hopefully. And and, and all that jazz, right? Okay, okay. So like let's let's start with like some of the, the big strokes, right? So what are some you know basics of being an astute parent, right? So so in, in that sense, in a sense to try to get ourselves into that whole like financial, you know, retirement or like planning, you know, like what are some basic blocks for from your viewpoint? Because everybody mm. has you know, some some basic blocks, right? So since you're in the studio, I ask you like, what are some basic blocks to your oh, financial planning I, strategy? I think
1: everybody's starting point is different. Mm. So if you listening in today, you are at a starting part, you haven't invested before, then look for content that teaches you on how to get started correctly mm. rather than you bang the wall in the wrong direction or dabble in the wrong space. So I think each and every phase, you do it a bit differently. So if you're at a start, maybe being a student listening more for slowing mm. down your process and in that you would avoid mistakes
0: mm. can you expand a little bit more what does it mean by listening more slowing down your process oh, okay. because some... you can listen to a bunch of trash you still trash
1: right <laughs> <laughs> true 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 <laughs> you know when we when we are on this learning curve oh, there's this theory I can't remember the name so at the start right when we learn something hey everything seems like, oh yeah it's a fantastic idea I think it's Dunning-Kruger effect or Dunning-Kruger, something like that yes yes, yes. you so don't know why you don't know you don't know why you yeah, don't know yes. at the start everything was oh yeah you just picked it up I, I mastered it already mm. And then you get overconfident too quickly. And you just start, start to pour everything that you have <laughs> to quickly make that leap. Uh, then little do you know that actually you don't know that much. Mm. Because mm. what you have learned is only in a short span of time and only describing in, in finance or investing a particular market cycle. Mm. And then you assume that will reflect your entire 50 years ahead of investing. Mm. Mm. Uh, so that, that comes about mistakes. You become overconfident. So I mentioned about slowing down. I think it's about realizing what you don't know. Mm. That will in turn give you that humility.
0: So how do I validate then? If I don't mm. know what I don't know and mm. I need to realize what I don't know, how do I know what I don't know?
1: Well, uh, that's, right. that's that's hard. Yeah. Maybe the best solution is to really uh be very strict in terms of how much you can deploy. Mm. Like for example, you have an amount. If you're new, don't pour everything in after you've discovered things. Mm. Force yourself to space it up over years. At least that's from the investing front. Mm. Space mm. it up, space it up, space it up. Force yourself to space it up. And that, that's how you avoid mistakes. That's why it gives yourself more time mm-hmm. to learn what you don't know. Because okay. it's only with time that you uncover. Time tested, right? Yes. Yeah,
0: and try to connect with other people, you know, they have been there, done that, you know, exploring. Yes. That's, it's always a great place to kind of validate to others, right? And, yes. And yeah, I, I think it's great. It's great. You kind of, do a little bit of that kind of risk management right mm. from the right from the get go, right? So mm. so if, if that's the case, right, you are a big proponent of DCA because there's always this divergence between like should I lump sum in? If let's say today I have a hundred thousand, <laughs> I start do I start lump sum or I already have this money but you should slowly drip it in? Like where are you on this? Uh,
1: l- lump sum would seem fancy, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, Wow, yeah. we wow. make a big swing, a big go, sp- go guys. Splash. Yeah. <laughs> But big swings maybe it's for you know the experience, hand. Huh? Mm-hmm. If we were to simplify it, so. Again, if you're at the starting phase of a journey or not too experienced, maybe not starting but middle phase. Yeah,
0: kind of. I think most of our audience are somewhere in the middle, yes.
1: You would benefit by Mm. slowing down. Mm. You are not investing to be the world's most successful investor. You are investing to get to financial freedom. Mm. So once you understand your goal, you understand that you don't need to swing for fences, especially if you're still new and you DCA you slow down that process. Great,
0: great. I like I like that clarity. So what is then financial freedom to you?
1: Financial freedom, you know I did a recent video, uh, accounting back on my how much I've saved up, how much I've built up. Mm-hmm. I would encourage each each and everyone to look at their own books because when you go through that audit process, you'll think back, hey, how much have I, what kind of mistakes I've made? What kind of things I've done correctly. And you realize that as you go along in this journey, you don't be too fixated. Oh, I need to reach financial freedom, die, die. Because that number would move. Right? If you spend 3000 a month, there's this formula, 25 times of annual income. If your expenses are 3000 you will need 900000 to be defined as financially free. Mm-hmm. But then if you need 6000 a month, you realize it's $1.8 mm-hmm. But again, do you really need 6000 mm-hmm. So the question in regards that. So in, in essence, when you think about financial freedom, don't worry about too big a number go at a pace that you like and again, understand that expenses can can change, which will mean your financial freedom number can change. Mm,
0: mm. So so in other words, to you, there is a definite number to constitute financial freedom and it's built on your monthly expenses.
1: Yes. That will be the minimum. Okay. Your core expenses that you die, die will need to have. Mm, then mm. once you have that, then beyond that, you will know that you can you can change that amount, right? Yeah. A a flight ticket, you can go with SQ or you can go with...
0: (laughs) And I I do think um, there's a little bit of this situation where Singaporeans or at least a lot of Singaporeans that I talk to, they kind of put everything as your core, right? Everything is Mm. important. Like, travelling is important. Everything is important, right? Like, all put together, Mm. you know, but do you have some separation where like maybe your core you really kind of dumb it down to be like this is like basic like I really need this non-negotiable and then there are all these other things that are more negotiable like do you have some texture there
1: I I think the best feedback is actually with retirees Mm. if you speak to retiree you realize they say hey actually we don't need that much you youngsters think that yeah. You need that much because yeah. you're still drinking alcohol. Know, One glass is twenty eight dollars minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, so gonna about- a,
0: I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do an open casting call here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if you're tuning in or your parents, you know, are very opinionated, you know, and they would like to talk about it, you know, come on the show. We are hoping to do more of uh, talking to retirees so that we can kind of expound on that opacity, right? Because now it's very opaque, uh, mm. right? All the coverage around retirees is Merdeka generation, you know, mm. like they very chiala need help like that, right? Yes, so all correct. the, the, the right. coverage is very negative, but but I think you know, like like what you said right? actually talk to a retiree they, they do give you a little bit more clarity Correct. there
1: Yeah, so they would reflect what they've actually quite happily cut down on and you realise that through these stories that a lot of things we build up in our working years we are quite willing to give them up mm. and they'll reduce the expenses number
0: can you give us some examples before we mm. get a retiree to come in <laughs> you, you share some of the things that you would ha- happily cut off
1: I think in terms of dining maybe that, that's an easy place very relatable place mm. when we are in our working years we don't have time we, we grab food in we spend for convenience and service and stuff and when you get the retiree phase you're quite happy to walk mm. to find your favorite food because you have time mm. Mm. so your time is spent finding things you like and you need not pay for service mm. every little bit counts mm. and you realize that true food you can shave off 50% mm. and mm. that that snowball starts from there.
0: You were talking about like you did an audit mm. of yourself, right? So barring our audience going to your channel to watch it, which of course you should, <laughs> you know, like what, where, where are you now? Today at 39, you know, what is your audit? What are your numbers? You know, oh. like, just just give us a bit
1: of colour. This whole exercise is to really see where I'm at also as well as mistakes. Mm. So the end figure really doesn't matter too much. Mm-hmm. So don't hear the end figure and you get either annoyed <laughs> or you get jealous or you think it's too little. Yeah. Don't go in that direction. So I, I'm I'm kind of at this phase whereby I, I think it should be enough. Because as I mentioned, you can cut back down very easily. Mm. A lot of it, is, I'm still I'm spending, that can be cut back on. So I'm at this phase where I'm working for the next generation. A lot mm. of the motivation is not, oh, I have enough already, then chill. Mm. It's really to set an example to my kids. Can you build something? Daddy's working hard. Daddy has some and I'm not chilling. Because work ethic is what I want to impart to you. I can't be teaching work ethic and then I, I, I have enough that I'm playing games. Mm. Isn't that way? So I, I'm building is for the future. And there should be enough, really. I'm not too worried about that.
0: Okay, so what's the magic number?
1: What's the magic number? Oh, what, now it's about 1.7 in net worth. Great. Uh, it's okay. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. That includes house also, where you can't consume it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then that shows me uh, at least a, a direction, a path. Mm. Mm. and where i can get to i think i roughly have in mind mm. uh, so what are the steps so a lot of times we think about numbers and we extrapolate indefinitely mm. which is also not the case because you, you have bumps you have hiccups but you need to make moves also when you're experienced enough to get the leap and that's mm. why i've maybe shared before also. i've sold in my hdb flat mm. which was rented out as a second property and that is in itself a move that i plan to have changes in the coming years ahead.
0: What other interesting moves that you're going to do? What,
1: one good move is two. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's good enough. Okay. That means okay. you're swinging too yeah, 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 fair. But, but fair. That, that in itself attracted a lot of criticism. Oh, why? Yeah, because most people think, HDB. Great, but well, you're claiming so much in rent. Well, mm. Why would you sell HDB flat to invest? Mm. Especially in Singapore markets where many deem it to be out of flavor, out of touch. Mm. You're much better if property prices mm. appreciating mm. as well as rental income. Right? Mm. So, that in itself is very contrarian mm. in approach.
2: Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard.
1: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
0: And then what is the logic flow that mm. lead you to take this contrarian
1: move? Okay, so in terms of properties, you would see that the cycle is very slow. It goes up over a multi-year period. It comes over a multi-year period. Most people who don't believe it will come down, we should look back. <laughs> as we said, 2013, 2016, it was flat to down. But mm. of course, Asian financial crisis is a major down. Mm. So you look back history, you realize that nothing is invincible, mm. and we understand that there are cycles to things. Mm. So in a cycle, when it's a high cycle, what do you, what kind of brave decisions you need to make? Mm. Of course, not advice to go and sell away mm. whatever you have. But not, in my not the, opinion, not the
0: house position also. I ah, relax, I relax. Yes, yes. Like yes. So
1: home don't sell. So yes. now again, that's rented out, which mm. means it's purely an investment decision. Mm. If I cash that out, what can I do with it? Mm. Uh, and a lot of the thought processes are regarding how to deploy the capital differently. Can we exit at a high? Oh, and also when I, when I uh, bought the flat, that was in 2011. The peak cycle was 2013, if you check in terms of HDB price trends. So after that, it started to come down. Yeah. It was lateral for a while. Correct, mm-hmm. and mine's an older HDB flat, which means for for a long period of time, I I bought mine at three seventy three k three hundred seventy three thousand, and for a long period, my neighbors were trading around three hundred thousand, mm. and people say, "Oh, oh flat, ah, that's a confirmed decay under zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, not mm-hmm. true. Uh. Mm-hmm. So three hundred thousand, I had to bite the bullet, hold on to it. And therefore, exit in a high market. Right? Mm, mm. So, a lot of times, that goes back to investment principles. When the times are bad, can you hold on to it? Mm, mm. And not exit at wrong time because there will be ups and downs. Okay. And uh, eventually, when I deem it to be a high cycle, right or wrong, we don't know yet. I have to make calls and execute accordingly.
0: So actually at 39 mm. with a net worth of 1.7, you know, actually a lot of people will be very happy to learn, right? <laughs> to try to understand where, what what, what can I do mm. to be like a astute parent, George, mm. right? So maybe you can share with us a little bit. What are, the, what are your major principles looking back, mm. right? After the audit, like what are your major principles to get you to this point?
1: I, I think the starting investing early, we've heard this cliche so many times. Yeah. And rather than debating on the power of compounding which is Mm. also mentioned to there already i'll say that when you start early you give yourself you give yourself a lot of time for mistakes Mm. you make mistakes in your early years you have many multi-cycles ahead and that experience really gives you confidence to make big swings Mm. so Mm. anyone listening if you're young start start early make the mistakes small amounts because the lesson is where you make make big swings in your 30s Mm. so Mm. now my big swing is to move out and buy into assets which i think are Distress are cheap, and then go for the next cycle in property markets when the time comes. So this journey has been quite long through investing and uh, gradually build it up.
0: So then maybe you can share with us, mm. right? Like, so this is your current big swing move. Do you make any big swing move previously in your in your thirteen year journey?
1: At one point, I actually managed to start an ice cream business. <laughs> ah, that itself is a story. But if I look back at the journey, I actually made some big swings doing trading and build up a bit of capital. So how to deploy capital, I make big swings to do an ice cream business, which failed. So that is a big swing that won, a big swing that lost. Mm. So that is a cycle itself. Six years ago, I paid ABSD to buy this private property yeah, mm. without selling the HDB flat. So that in itself was a big decision to cough out the ABSD mm. and then to eventually move the family mm. to a different place. Okay. So okay. at every stage, we need to think, what, what is our next few years ahead? Mm. Think forward and plan your investments forward rather mm. than, oh, what's, your, what's the best way return? Over the last five years, it's mm. not. It's your own moves. Okay. Think about the next five years and make your moves.
0: Okay, so you don't believe in the set and forget. Type set. Of, <laughs> broadly <laughs> diversify, set and forget type of thing. You know, that's not your core ideas.
1: That has strengths. Mm. That is backed by numbers currently. Car- <laughs> Uh, I like that currently. It's, the it's based on currently. our past 30 years
0: data sets, right? okay, okay, okay.
1: Uh, Right now, refuting that will make me sound really silly. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go that space. Uh, uh, but also understand where that marketing message comes from. Mm. And you decide for yourself whether that works or not. That has merits. But clearly, that is using numbers that look favorable for that. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So then, for clarity's sake, mm. right, you would argue that one of your first big bucket of capital was through trading. Hmm. Right? That is your first because I think that is the first part that is quite hard for a lot of people. Hmm. Especially, you know, like you work, you know, like a day job, like day-to-day type of situation. If you're working professional, you know, if you're very hanged, you squeeze into a good sector, great, good on you, hmm. right? But, But for many other people, you know, uh, getting that first bucket is... is...
1: Oh, I definitely don't advocate for trading because after that part, there's also losses Mm, mm, in trading mm, itself. So mm. it doesn't mean that it's a permanent one directional gain. Great, great. So I'm more focused on that. That that was a lesson that, hey, if you Mm. do this, there are lucky wins, they're big. But Mm. after that, there are also big losses. Mm. So is that the way to compound wealth or not? Mm. So that got me thinking also. Okay. Uh, So trading, I'm not a fan of it simply because I tried that. And right now I'm just investing for long term. Okay. That okay. is the approach that I do. Whether it's real estate or whether it's in stocks, that is the okay. the thing I believe in no. But
0: you did make your first bucket from trading.
1: Yes. Okay, yes. yes. It, which is fine, right? Because oh, it's actually, just adding color. Yeah, but that that still comes with. You need know, to start working early, you still not saving so. early. Okay. Okay. Swings like that gives you that but, amount. Yeah. But again, what you do if it was it lost subsequently can it be replicated over the next 10-20 years mm. I think that's the harder question
0: okay okay fair. and and I think the replication part is important yes. because that is the basis of compounding right a you call, must repeat right? and repeat and repeat so sometimes you have a good win you have a good year you know then you cannot repeat this right because it cycle's down and all sorts of weird shit right then it becomes very hard it, it's right? like
1: you, you if you buy a lottery and you win mm-hmm. okay, then you great, think, oh, you, you have a good sensing of yeah. where the numbers are <laughs> but actually that is hey you uh, got uh, that lucky break mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then you rest, you can't replicate get that and then that that definitely is not a matter to grow well for
0: okay okay fair fair I I agree right so just for uh, clarity right because I think a lot of the discussion Mm. was like investing investing Mm. investing so I just want to get your assumption is it a must to invest if you want to retire early
1: absolutely Mm. retiring early requires you to invest but actually the, the bigger question is is it a must to retire early? Oh,
0: okay, that, that is a <laughs> not, different
1: question. Not everybody needs to retire because there, there are sacrifices mm. to make in that journey. Mm. You need to be more thrifty than usual. You need to develop the investing part because that allows you to generate income. Retire means you you need to have other sources of income, correct? Because mm. mm. your active income shrinks. Your investment income needs to go up. Whether you're in real estate or in, in, in investing into financial assets, you need to know that Think very well to have mm. a good sensing mm, mm. so in itself investing is definitely a must but retiring early maybe not think whether maybe for parents or so you would realise that excesses start to step up we want to invest in kids or so and that's not an expense to cut down unnecessarily mm. uh, going for holiday right now I buy four tickets
0: <laughs> I know I know uh,
1: so in, in itself uh, different segments might want to chase retiring early differently mm. and although we kind of put it on a pedestal Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not such a big deal after all.
0: Mm. I understand what you're saying, right? Because I think recently there's a bit of a trend to reverse this like retire early <laughs> thing. Now people are like, oh, maybe there are different ways to look at this, blah, blah, mm. blah, right? So, so I, I kind of get it. And I like that you talk about the sacrifices because I think a lot of time it's too sensational. Mm. We don't realize that, okay. In other words, you're sacrificing the experiences now, right? Your experience, mm. You're cutting at some level, cutting back on like what you can do now, right? Hoping that you can expedite this process no, or not hoping, targeting to expedite this process and hoping that at the end, there's a rainbow at the end of the tunnel,
1: right? Exactly. So at this point, maybe I can advocate, we should have kids. Lah. I've, I've <laughs> seen so many couples where they worry about kid costs. I know, and, ah, that, I know. I know. That, is, that, that shouldn't be in the picture too much. So Okay,
0: so there, there is a, the top process is, okay, the top process is, the general thought process of people that are not having kids. Mm. I, mean, I don't have kids, but a lot of my friends that, you know, are doing decently well, you look at them and so easily they can get kids, right? But they instead they choose two big dogs, you know, mm. that kind of thing, right? So, so it's it's a trend. It's already a thing. More and more people are doing that, right? So the the thought process is, I grind so hard. To get to where I am now, and with kids, I need to regrind. You, you know mm. what I mean, right? So that is the general thought process of the people that choose a, a path this way. What What do you have to say to them? Like, if you if you want to tell them you know, get <laughs> kids, how to reframe the thought process? What What do you have to say? <laughs>
1: the experience is it is very different when you have a family and you build it. Yeah, it is true. You have to regrind everything, not just the money part the emotional part even. Because mm. now your time is cut not only for yourself, but you have to cut time for family mm. differently. You need to commit to their upbringing and stuff. But in itself, always, there's always pleasure after hardship, right? And you know, you believe in that also. Mm. So you scale a mountain for what? Because you want to see the sunrise, sure, ah, see a sun. Sure, see the sun. So you, you, you groom a kid, you, you grow a family. At the end, that's what brings a different meaning a different depth to life mm, itself. Mm. So very philosophical, uh, not, not trying to uh, rub anyone the wrong way. But then I think
0: that, that is a philosophical side of things, mm. right? Maybe you can try to help people find a little bit more comfort. Like, you know, maybe it's not that hard. It's not that difficult mm. because I, I also do hear the other side of the the argument where I have friends who like, whether uh, consciously or accidentally and I have kids, are, that's a different discussion, right? But, but they end up having kids at a relatively young age. And as much as there are certain challenges that they do mm. go through, you know, like less time for like hang out, you know, mm. right? like these, these young parents just disappear from groups they? because they have <laughs> no time. They're really very, very tight, you know. Um, but they do recount that it's actually not that difficult, not as hard as how people, how they thought be, be, before even becoming a parent.
1: I think it's a circle of friends that would shape out. Mm. our perception of it right mm. so if you hang out with pro-family people like me <laughs> i'll say that it's not that hard then if you hang out with a sibling who is against then maybe you buy that thought a little bit deeper mm. so in my experience i think it's it's worthwhile so hopefully that spreads that message pro Singapore, <laughs> pro-family uh, 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 in that sense yeah okay, so it's, okay. it's who, who you take influence for oh. will really shape your perception of how how tough it would be okay okay
0: but financially how is it like like mm. for as a young parent you know based on your experience and the people that you kind of talk to
1: a parent's monies are the easiest to, yeah, to earn right i it's, know
0: you're seeing your mummy fan or you're gonna see the mummy expo oh my god it's crazy yeah. yes yes. so
1: parents monies are easiest because that desire to invest in your kids whether it's tuition whether it's enrichment mm. piano ballet whatever cases mm-hmm. seems like the easiest business to yeah. do going yeah. go to Parent related uh, things for kids. Yeah. So in that space, yes, parents do invest in kids a bit to bring them up the right way, especially those who can afford. Mm. And I, I, think most would feel that a lot of times it helps. Mm. So in that space, yeah, I do expect expenses to step up, then cut back on other areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always priorities too.
0: Like you know, some parents they mm. were like all in, right? Of course, the people that can afford that is not within the discussion, right? They won't even consider this. It's the people that are kind of like stuck in the middle. It's like, I can not kind of afford. Right? It's like I can afford sending my kids to like three enrichment class uh, but by extension means no more holiday um, or the holiday from Europe become Thailand or something like that. Right? Um, so it's the give and take people that we are talking to essentially, right? Not not the people that are way in surplus and they can do all sorts of stuff. I
1: guess the worry of bringing on another mouth to feed mm. usually is when a couple is not saving well. Maybe we can, mm. we can define it. Yes. It's like, you know, if a couple is not saving and then they know these expenses will come on board, it's unavoidable. They will get worried where are going to shave off something? Hmm. So it doesn't really uh, mean that you need a certain level of income. To me, I think it means you need a certain level of saving. Hmm. More important, so you can earning little, but you actually do have surplus. You can be very comfortable. This surplus, whatever I can do to the best for my kid, that's good enough. Okay. Yeah, so it's really defined by level of saving mm. not level of income many assume oh I need X amount of yeah, thousands yeah, 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 yeah. if not I'm not going to have kids I delay it, uh, it shouldn't be like that yeah. the worry comes because you are not saving mm. if you have little and yet you are saving a thousand, two thousand you understand that is something you can cut out for mm. another month to feed okay, okay. so it's that simple focus on the saving element
0: Nice, nice, nice. Okay, okay, fair. And opti- essentially optimizing your expenses to get yes. to that that surplus yes. position for a prolonged period to get used yes. to that. Right. You have a surplus,
1: you you'll be fine. You'll be mentally mm. less stressed about yeah, it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it, and and I think this goes to even like people that are trying to invest. You know, mm. like when you first start, you think like, oh, every dollar needs to go in. But actually, you know, get yourself into a comfortable surplus situation. Then I think you deploy in a more. A reasonable fashion right you're not as you're not as desperate you know not as uh, big swings it's like, just kind of like a bit more chill mm. I feel that it's a tendency there la, right I, I'm, I'm not sure if you agree okay okay but as people make more money they kind of move up this income ladder you know it's not just it's not just kids and and investing but there's also a big part on like taxes right recently mm. recently it's <laughs> the season la, <laughs> taxing season right and then you see the the number like like getting bigger right like eh,
1: eh, <laughs> bigger is good eh, eh, is
0: Yes, yes yes bigger is not a bad thing okay fundamentally bigger is not a bad thing but it's getting bigger and i've heard chatter around amongst my friends of course a lot of a lot of listeners are mm. similar like working professionals they were like household income 10 20, 000. you know that that type of mm. people are our audience mm. right so they will see their checks you know for taxes getting higher thank you for contributing to the <laughs> nation this is important you know but from a financial professional, mm. you know, uh, how would you recommend optimizing?
1: Some are concerned, but because a lot of our tax relief ideas, like supplementary retirement scheme, SRS, topping up to CPF, of course, look out for the rules on when you can actually exercise them. These schemes require you to lock up monies for the long term. Of course, uh, there's the trade off. That's, That's why the whole you, idea. What, correct. Yeah, yeah. You, you save for retirement, you get a Cut off from your tax bill.
0: Yeah, and on some level, you then reduce the probability of becoming a burden to society. So society don't tax you now.
1: <laughs> so, something okay. of a logic there. But
0: anyway, yeah, that's okay. my view. Yes. So
1: back to the point, when someone gets to a higher income level, maybe mm. they've made that misconception when they were at a lower income level. Mm. They thought, e- I parked this 8,000 in. But then my tax savings is only this few hundred. What's the point? Mm. But you realize when you get to a higher tax bracket, you're saving screen thousands already. Mm, your mm. 8,000 could be saving you a, a few thousand already. Mm. And then that's where your your misconception at the starting phase in your career may need to change. Mm. So relook at it. Relook at your tax bill. Understand hey, you are jumping tax brackets. Mm. It's good. Mm. So your decision previously don't let it shape what, what you can do today. Mm. So if you're at a higher tax bracket, I'm sure in your circle of friends, there are those that can suggest to you SRS top up. CBS special account top up now the MediSafe portion is included within it mm. so these are areas to optimise mm. and what you can save at a different tax bracket could be very different
0: mm-hmm. and, and you had like a 90,000 tax relief mm. you know what what was in this composite <laughs> top up family top up everyone so else so that, that's
1: a max of 80,000 in terms of relief yes on that point also so for moms working moms maybe I can share also when you have working mother's child relief if you have a few kids your high income mom mm you will realize you hit the 80,000 tax relief very easily. Very quickly, yeah. And make sure again, you have transferred the child relief to your other half. So that's something to note. Go and do all this tidying up, especially when you're earning lesser, these weren't a problem, but now these are left on the table. So another tip, go check on your own taxes, see what you can optimize with your other half. And uh, back to the point of tax relief, 90,000. So the remaining came from donations. I'm a big advocate of donating. Rather... Rather than you know driving a flashy car, I I pride myself as donating mm. bigger and bigger amounts as I develop in the career. Mm-hmm. So that amount can only come with donations, and that's explaining how I got to ninety thousand in reliefs.
0: Why why are you a big advocate? Maybe you can share what is the thought process? Yeah, rather than uh, you know upscale your <laughs> atas car, you know like like what why do you think this way? Uh,
1: I I come from financial services industry. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we flex by flashy stuff. I was always thinking, is there a better way to express wealth? Mm. And I I advocate against, you know, flashy stuff, any on the channel. So I realized, actually donations, while it brings on tax relief, you are actually proving to yourself you have surplus. I realized that and it was a epiphany. So, Mm. hey? if I dare to give this money away, does that mean I have enough? It's different. When you buy a flashy car, you know you need to pay for it subsequently. Mm. Mm. It's different. You bought something expensive. The the joy is momentarily. But now... You give this money away. You commit to it, and you realize, I—I hey, I tell myself I have surplus. It's—it's it's a proof to yourself. You're not proving to anyone. You're proving to yourself. Mm. It's magical. You—you know, you, you realize you can give thousands away. It means you—you you know deep down, you touch out. You have enough. That's the best proof.
0: Nice, nice. Ne- never saw it that way, but I—I I think that is good. about managing money as a couple like because you and your spouse as a family you know like like i think it's a it's a big problem for a lot of younger Mm. couples right And it's it's very jittery i know a lot of couples are trying to like set up family together Mm. they've been dating for years you know then you know it's like hey how uh, how to do this Mm. uh?" then the classic answer is communicate very annoying one right (laughs) of course i know communicate of course i know balance enough Um. right like but how do you do it? Like, what is your own way to to kind of go? But go my with way
1: this? may not be what the audience's way is. Of course, of course is it's just about sharing. Yeah, my your... wife happens to be someone who. or anyway, if if I'm in this space and I don't know why I'm doing that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. then we have a problem already. Yeah. So so let's assume that you are not too much into finance. You listening in the usual advice communicate which we shouldn't touch on anymore. <laughs> I uh, already attacked. Already, that's yeah, why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so the part of. Having maybe a joint account, maybe let's let's bring up that discussion. Mm, mm. Joint accounts have a lot of use. Mm. You are putting money in together for a joint goal, whether it's buying a new house, upgrading retirement, kids' education. A, a joint fund is a, actually a communicating tool. Mm. Of course, we don't like communication, but you use that as a tool. But you see a dream together. So yes, I'll, I'll take yes. it a, a further step. You have a dream together. Hey, where do you want to get to? Because if you don't dream together, you're not walking the path together. Mm. So Mm. not only in fulfilling expenses, I would advocate to have joint accounts or joint retirement targets. Then Mm. you walk the journey together. Mm. And at every milestone, you can measure Mm. your journey, take pleasure in the journey walking, and then you hold each other accountable. So mm-hmm. maybe in that sense, so different families come from different situations. Accountability might be needed for different families. So mm. maybe that joint account can solve some problems.
0: Okay. And, and to be clear, I'm not against communicating. I'm mm. just, <laughs> communi- just against using that as a big word to uh, end all, be uh, all. But I like, I like uh, the system that you've kind of set up. Maybe you could give me a little bit more colour. Like, So we set up this joint account mm. together. Is it an equal contribution?
1: Oh, need not be actually. Uh-huh. Don't be... Too worried about it not being Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, We need to be sharing the things. I know, I know, I know. And actually, I answered this question uh, sometime in a different setting. Like when a couple uh, progresses in career, maybe at the start, all fresh grads draw roughly the same. Mm-hmm. So the difference is not big. We contribute the same. It's not, not a problem. But you realize different careers have different big, big bricks. Sometimes someone develops way faster through luck, through... Work, whatever, whatever the case is yeah. correct yeah. and very soon you see hey one is double the other not that the other is half as clever it's mm. not it's just big breaks you get lucky breaks you you grow in different way. that change is difficult mm. for both to stomach one with the bigger income might have different ambitions really mm. uh, so again uh, contributing equally shouldn't be a fixed method you should grow that discussion again we are communicating mm. because mm. we don't want to have Uh, differences Mm. it's very difficult to say it's not fair Mm. Uh, so you you need to use these settings and understand these things can evolve 50-50 when we were early phase and 50-50 today may not work yeah
0: to be fair fair is an arbitrary idea, yes right so wh- yes. who is to determine how is fair correct i think at the end it's between the the couple right if mm. you all come together to build a family together then as long as both of you are happy you're good with this arrangement mm. you know and you can accept actually accept not just mm. like pacify right correct and then i think it's so it's, if one wants to leave to work go.
1: change work to a simpler job and mm. stuff you know you walk the journey means you accept Mm. And you modify the contributions. Mm. Mm. So there are difficult things to discuss as a couple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and
0: it's not just about just accept, right? Mm. It is, it is, it's that kind of rough discussion. It's yes. Like, so what does it mean? You know, who's gonna do what? Then blah blah blah. What has to go and then a lot of those things, right?
1: Correct. The uh, compromises that will yeah, come yeah, when yeah. income drops mm. or when income rises, the, the perception is different also. Yeah,
0: okay, okay, fair. Yeah. Especially the income rise. Actually, the income rise is quite underappreciated, mm. right? Because like what you said, the changing aspirations. when you you have a big bump in your income, right? Your aspirations really change. It's it's just a very natural thing, right? And you want to share a little bit more about that? Like how how will you kind of go through this process with your partner?
1: Actually, there's a saying, you know, money reveals more of who we are. Uh, uh. And when you get big bumps in pay, you would you would feel that uh, it's mm. hard to describe. It's true, it's true. It's hard to yeah. describe. And when you get to a different income level, your friends are also at a different income level. The things you talk about, Mm. Affects your aspirations. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's where growing as a couple needs to come together. Mm. If not, the divergence becomes big. Yeah. As yeah. a solo, maybe you can, yeah, you, you keep networking with different groups of friends, it's okay. But when you work in the family setting, you realize that hey, you need to grow together. Mm. So mm. the other one needs to keep pace mm. and also understand that, you know, it's it's a change that happens to everyone. But just
0: for double confirm, uh, this joint accounting, is only one joint account or are we <laughs> looking at like multiple joint accounts and like I so so in other words you yeah, are on the ground of like okay we must have joint account for common uh, aspirations and common expenses and then we each have our own account is that kind of what you're thinking of
1: I think the core message again is you know mm-hmm. develop that dream together mm-hmm. whether you mm-hmm. have multiple sub accounts we, we know some banks now have some tiers yeah, without yeah, naming yeah, yeah, names yeah. and they give you buckets <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, 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 you, yeah. You, you play what fits you uh, uh, but again the dream I think the dream part is hard to sell mm. I spend more time thinking how to sell that dream it's just like you know when I bought this private property of mine I had to tell my wife last time when we bought our first HDB we hey we will upgrade mm. I think it's a high second property don't rush there 2011 of course mm. I was wrong for 2 years <laughs> uh, prices couldn't go up but I sold her the idea that hey, we will upgrade let's not buy something too ambitious now Mm. so again it's the dream then when the time comes I need to execute Mm. we make the dream happen Mm. we move Mm. our family to a different place yeah yeah Uh, yeah, so the dream setting someone has to take a charge
0: yeah fair fair and to be clear, right, I think, I think for a lot of you that wants to take the charge in selling the dream, okay, <laughs> whoever, guy, girl, whatever, right, if you want to take charge in selling the dream, you must have a bit of patience, uh. mm. like this selling process, uh, is a few years, uh, mm. right, it takes a while and it takes a lot of conversation and recently, I have quite a few friends that finally got their spouse to agree to like, shift to Thailand together, oh. you know, or, or shift to, you know, like KL together and I'm like, wow, congratulations, <laughs> right, because, That whole process, Mm. you know, it it takes multiple years to like one, one layer by one layer, you peel it off and you kind of rebuild it. It, It's not so linear and and Mm. you have to be consistent at it. You must believe in it.
1: Fully agree. Fully agree. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, great. So, I think you you share a lot. I love it. If you want more, you know, check out his channel. I think he has a lot of good stuff there on the channel. But in closing, right, if let's say today a young couple come to you, you know, and they have kids, right? So, they have very young kids. Uh, and yeah, what what will you what 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 advice will you kind of give them if they want to you not know, be like a stupid parent, right? <laughs> like like what what beyond the parenting side of things, you know, like very young kids, just mm. just out, you know, all the big and small but finances for kids. Like, do you have some thoughts?
2: You I share? think the
1: first thing to listen to is what are their pain points. Mm. What exactly have they came to me mm, mm. as a key pain point? Mm. So that would lead. You know, Are we not saving well? What is the real pain point? So different, different young couples have different pain points now. If the pain point is we are not saving enough, mm. I then do a clear audit. Mm. Where are expenses going? Mm. Or are expectations to committing to kids, uh, childcare, enrichment, mm. too excessive or not. That's why there's not enough saving mm. as they're trying to say. So everybody's pain point is different. And let's work on the pain point first. But I guess one of the few key pain points would be we are not saving enough. We don't know where to upgrade to. Mm-hmm. We don't have a aligned dream. One wants to go here, the other wants to stay put. Also seen before. Yeah. So communicating part also. Hey, uh, why should we move or why should we not move?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so again, goals and dreams differ. Communication part, although it's hard, hard yeah. to uh, say as a big stroke, but again, that that's where. I would say a young couple needs to identify what the pain points. And from there, we can find solutions.
0: Okay. Then if one, if I give you a more specific scenario, right? Where we as a young couple, we come to you and say, okay, we want to engineer financial success for our kids, right? So they're very young and we want to make sure that by the time they grow up, right? (laughs) Settle already, everything's (laughs) sweet, right? And it's not that we are, we're not, we're not struggling, you know, like we're doing fine. We have surpluses to play around with. What should I do?
1: Kids sweet sweet. Yeah, kids is, a, sweet, is a, it's, a, yes. it's a nice dream to have. I think it's. Only, I think it's
0: a dream for a lot of a lot of young parents. Yes. Yeah. Especially the middle upper class working professionals, household income add together 15-20 fifteen twenty thousand one, they really entertain these ideas.
1: Like, so are they enough or not? Yeah, the two of them. I think two of them this, is enough. So two enough. of them are enough. Mm, yeah. So donate it's like, more. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but they, you know engineering like like two train program for the kid. Like kid need stress, you know. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's definitely a good mm. thing, but just putting out a Actually, on like, that
1: point, kid need stress. I kind of uh, disagree with the uh, part. Uh, leh. Uh, so uh. It's like, uh, if you interview Warren Buffett or whatever case, mm. they are not leaving too, too much for kids. Mm. On that train, I also don't contribute to kids' CPF. Because mm. uh, some of the previous year's suggestions, hey, why not pump money to CPF yes. they can become millionaires in future. Yes. I kind of didn't go that direction. Oh. Uh, even though maybe I have enough. I donated yeah. away. Yeah. But also I think kids part is that letting them understand investing cannot be we spoon feed that. Mm. Maybe that's a different perspective. That's why I was reluctant to pump monies to them in a CPF setting whereby mm. it's guaranteed. I rather give them a capital and then they make mistakes and figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on that front, uh, I'm not supportive of giving kids the entire ticket. Spend it on, you know, giving them the chance to make mistakes. Hopefully, mm. you'll deliver way better value.
0: Nice. So, essentially, you just say no to uh Trust Fund Babies. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no. Say no, no, no to Trust Fund Babies. <laughs> but, Build uh, it yourself. Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for your Ken. time, lovely. Check out his channel. I think he share a lot of good stuff and we'll see you next week. Bye.
1: Bye-bye.